Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to RPG Hangout, the podcast in which we both pick a game and talk about it. I'm your host, Leo, joined by my co-host, Nathan. What's up? So, today our main games of discussion are Chrono Trigger and Fairy Fencer Dark Advent, right? Dark Force Advent. Dark Force Advent, yes. Or Advent Dark Force. It's something like that. I got the I got the key art for the thumbnail, so it's all good. It's going to be a hell of a long title for the podcast episode, but eh, it's fun. <laughs> Anywho, we do have quite a bit of news today, because the future game show happened, and a lot of stuff happened, though not a whole lot super interesting really happened in it, but regardless, we'll save that for the end of news to kind of backload it. <laughs> With that, we can go ahead and jump on into the news, right? Yeah. So the first bit of news that surprisingly did kind of happen very shortly after we recorded last week. So the new Suicide Squad game, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, has been delayed to 2023. Personally, I'm, I am looking forward to the new Suicide Squad game. It looks really good. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not that into it, so it's whatever for me. Well, it's set in the Batman Arkham universe. I mean, that's fine, but I haven't played the Batman Arkham universe, so... True. Well, I mean, you started playing the first one, didn't you? Yeah, but not enough to really know shit about it. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I have them, and I should, but yeah. I won't. I mean, I like the look of it. The whole concept is, you know, you gotta kill the Justice League. So, it's neat. But, other than that, the next bit is something that you have close ties to. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo released on Friday. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm guessing you've uh, dipped your toes all up in that. Yep. Oh, good. I'm guessing you'll want to save that for some other time to discuss. Yep. All right. <laughs> There's a lot to discuss for that game. So. Ooh, I bet. I'm, I'm excited to hear about it, but just like me, we must leave the audience in anticipation. I'll just say that all of last weekend I was absolutely obsessed. (laughs) 
Alright, uh, okay, so this one's a bit weird. It came out of nowhere. It kind of makes a little bit of sense. It's kind of a logical uh, way that they would go. GTA is releasing a subscription service called GTA Plus. Oh, what the hell? Yes. So you can sign up to it, and you'll get every month $500,000 access to cars, properties, um, RP and money boosts. It's it's weird, right? That sounds terrible. Yeah, I I don't know why they decided to do that. Well, I do know because they want to take the money machine that they have and fucking turn it into fucking overdrive, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit silly and definitely screams of we're we're milking this cow until it dies. We don't care. It's going we're getting the goddamn milk out of it. <laughs> um, moving on from that weirdness, I could go to a bit of related news, but we'll, we'll we'll push that off and save it for later. On Monday, it was Kingdom Hearts's twentieth anniversary. That they're, they're waiting, of course, until April tenth to do any of the like announcements and big stuff. But then Monday was the anniversary. Funnily, yeah, and I. I don't know about you, but on on the day I played Kingdom Hearts just to celebrate it. I did not. I I should have, but I didn't. I like I I played number three and I got the twentieth uh, anniversary mod for it, so it was like super awesome. Oh, nice! What is that? It, it changes the uh, menu to gold, and then it changes the Keyblade into gold, and like it's just like it's just a twentieth anniversary theme hmm. that someone made for Kingdom Hearts in celebration. So. In celebration of me playing it for their celebration, I downloaded that and played it. And it was really cool. <laughs> nice. You know, I didn't. I did. I kept as close an eye as I could for any like news that would come out around it. And sadly, uh, nothing <laughs> really. Nomura came out and said, "Yeah, sorry, I don't have anything for today. I'm too busy working on the art for the like actual event that's happening on the 10th." And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bit of promotional art. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, did the same thing that, um, uh, what was it, K- Kingdom Hearts did for Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, dude. That that artwork was so badass. Yeah. So cool. Uh, and then, supposedly, in an episode of like the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse on Disney+, Plus, there's a Keyblade in there. Yeah, so I I saw the gamers joint video on that. Yeah, which I think is kind of neat. It's cute. Uh, also, speaking of Kingdom Hearts and cute, uh, they have released a line of glasses frames in Kingdom Hearts style. Oh, that's cool. Oh yeah, and they look they do look really cool. My favorite ones I think are the Axel glasses. They they they're nice and red. Like they have like a red inner lining with a kind of black outer, and it has his um. Uh, what are they called? The big circle things that eventually become his keyblades. Chakras. Yeah, those are. Or chakras, something like that. Yeah, th- those are the hinge points, and with the Sora ones, it's the uh, Kingdom Key. Then you also have Kyrie, Riku. They have a lot of them. Like it's each of the um, trios has a pair of glasses. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, and on that, the Venatus ones, sorry, not Venatus, Ventus ones are pretty cool as well. Some anime news. 
Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel anime has gotten uh, a couple of images released. It looks nice. Uh, I can't watch it until I've played all of the Trails of Cold Steel games, and that's going to be a while away. Yeah. And then, in related to last week's episode of this podcast, Legends of Mana is getting an anime. And now Legends of Mana is like one of the sequels to Adventures of Mana. I get those I get those two games confused a lot. So much so that when I was getting the image for the thumbnail, I got the wrong one. Had to go back and get the right one for for the thumbnail. That's pretty that's pretty on point news though. Yeah. Right? I was very surprised when I saw it pop up in my feed and I was like, Wow, that that's very poignant. Like the timing on that's like impeccable. Yeah. Also surprisingly kind of poignant. There's a new One Piece game coming out called One Piece Odyssey. Really? I didn't see that. Some ads have been popping up uh, for me. It looks very similar to World Seeker, at least in style. It is an RPG. Ooh. Yes. And, but other than that, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know much about it. It looks nice, and that's all I can say about it. Whoa. It actually does look really cool. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. It's like, Damn. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if it's gonna be like a, like they're trying to make up for World Seeker because World Seeker didn't do that great. It kind of looks like it. Like either they're trying to make up for World Seeker, or there it might be a sequel to World Seeker. I I don't know, or it's just a completely new new game, and they just wanted to do another one. Or yeah, like or like it's like the story of One Piece, but RPG style yeah. instead of warrior style. Yeah. But I think That'd it looks cool. nice. Something that you could probably cover sometime. It comes out this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. It comes out this year for all the relevant platforms. I'll have to keep up with that then. Yeah. But on Saturn news for you, Breath of the Wild was delayed today, in fact, to spring of 2023. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. The final bit of news before we get into the um, future game show is they announced... Luckily, in time for this, the new PS Plus um, tiers and everything. Because they are merging PS Plus and PS Now into one service, and it has three tiers. Did you hear about this? I did not. Yes. So, it's been a rumor for a while, and they had kind of recently confirmed it and said that they would kind of provide more information. They announced it last week that they would provide more information this week it is a three-tiered service that merges the two together it was the the code name was called um project spartacus for some reason mm-hmm. and it's it's still going to be called ps plus they're just kind of taking the ps now branding branding and shooting it in the backyard um the three <laughs> tiers are called essential dude what <laughs> just the the way you, like, I don't know, it was just hilarious. Like, took it to the backyard, shit on it. Like, I mean, it's kind of true, though. They, the, there's a bit of a stigma with the PS Now branding, and they, they want to get it gone. It's just the way you said it, it was hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, the tiers are called Essential, which is basically your normal PS Plus subscription. That is, you get two free games a month, you get the, the, uh, online access to the service and everything so pretty much what you're enjoying with ps plus now that's 60 dollars a year Uh then 
Then the extra is $100 a year that adds PS4 and PS5 games. So you get access to, it's like 700 PS4, PS5 games, something like that. That's really cool. Yeah. Then, and that that's $100 a year. Uh, those are, those I think are download only. Or at least you might have the option to stream them, but, you know. You, don't, you wouldn't really want to, especially if you have bad internet. Yeah. Then the last one is the premium option, which is about $120 a year. And that adds classic games. So that's PS3 games through streaming only. PS1 games, PS2 games, and PSP games. And those you can download or stream. Wow, PSP games. Right? I, I was very surprised to see PSP games in there. But I think that that's really cool. I don't know what the selection of games will be. They will be announcing that closer to launch, which is in June. Okay. Yes. So, in June, they are going to start off by first launching it in uh, Asian territories. Then they'll eventually bring it over to the United States and Europe, and then they'll kind of work it through elsewhere. For countries that don't have access to PlayStation Now currently, they are providing a slightly cheaper version of the premium option called uh, PS Plus Deluxe. That means that you pretty much get access to the PS1, PS2, and PSP games for download, uh, but you can't do the streaming because they don't have access to the streaming servers in those countries. Though they are still working to integrate that in. Yeah. Then... If you currently have PS Now, when this service launches, you will be automatically upgraded to the premium option. So, so the $60 one? No, the premium option is the $120 one. Oh, nice. Yeah. If you are a PS Plus member, they didn't really mention it in the blog, but I'm assuming that you are automatically enrolled in the Essential program, which is the $60 one. So a bit of a, a bit of a disparity there. But they're obviously looking for upgrades and everything, which is understandable. I'll probably upgrade it when the time comes, because I, I want to see what the PS1, PS2, and PSP games are. Yeah, me too. It's interesting. Yeah, it looks good. I'm excited to see what happens. The biggest issue around the announcement of this and everything was people kept talking about how it's going to be the, the rival to Game Pass, when from the beginning... That was not really their goal. Their goal isn't to make a full-on competitor to Game Pass, because Sony does not see it as viable to do day-and-date game releases. Yeah. Which is understandable. People trying to... I understand that they needed something to kind of make a catchy headline, but that it tends to ruin a lot of the oomph of what this service is. It's a merging of two big services to make one massive service to try and help, you know, get a, games to a lot of people. And you can ch now choose what level of gaming you want, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah I like it. It's kind of neat. A little bit expensive, but it's a fair price, I think. Because, you know, it is pretty much paying for both of those services together in one. Because both of them have the $60 annual price tag normally. So them being merged together makes sense that it would be 120 bucks. 
Yeah. I mean, the annual thing is already, like, what makes it pretty good. Yeah. And something I did forget to write down uh, as a bonus of the premium is you get access to game trials. Oh. Yeah, so interested in a game, you can download it, and then for a certain amount of time, you can play it. If you think you can beat the entire game in a certain amount of time, sometimes, uh, you might be able to beat it (laughs) in the trial. (laughs) And with that, though, we can move on to the future game show. So did you uh, watch any of the future game show? No. No? I didn't have time. No, that's fair. I I actually ended up missing it (laughs) as well, because I I was uh, running errands that day. And, And I only realized after it had aired and I was like god damn it so I went back and I had to watch the the VOD of it and I'll tell you there's a whole lot of not a lot there at least it was mostly like an indie showcase which is good like it's good to get indies you know a look out there but it was kind of not super exciting you know yeah yeah I get that so the first game that was kind of announced was a game called The Time I Have Left It's like a weird, artsy game that I think... There's that one movie that uh, where they have the time that they have left to live on their arm, and it's kind of like, that's the new currency, is you literally pay with your life kind of thing. Uh-huh. It kind of seems like it's similar to that. Like, there's a a countdown of, like, how long they have left or something. I I don't know. It, It looked weird and silly. Then they announced a game called Gun Jam, which is... An interesting concept, but I think it would become very annoying very fast. It's a rhythm shooter. How would, how would that become annoying? So, think Guitar Hero, but at the same time, you're playing a first-person shooter. Yeah. So I mean, VR has several games like that. Kind of. Like, So, what you're doing is, in non-VR, you're running around, and where your, where your crosshair normally is, is now a... A beat timer and you can only shoot on rhythm to the to the song that's going so I think it'd just be very chaotic and hard to focus on so many things at once you know running around an arena while trying to snap your fingers and shoot a gun <laughs> yeah but I, again I do think it's an interesting concept at the very least then they announced a game called Turbo Golf Racing which I could best describe as think uh, Rocket League but golf racing. <laughs> huh. Yeah, so the, from what the trailer looked like, there's a long track and you push your ball down it and then you try and well, essentially score a goal. It It's weird. I, I don't know exactly how well it'll go. I don't think it's necessarily gonna, you know, deceit or dethrone uh, Rocket League or anything uh, from the looks probably of it probably not I couldn't tell if it's made by the same people or not it didn't have one of those things where like oh you know made by the people that made Rocket League or from the people that brought you Rocket League or anything so yeah. I'm guessing not oh well <laughs> then after that was a game called Flintlock The Siege of Dawn and it looks to be a it's uh, how do I describe it it looks like it was God of War but with Flintlock pistols and I think you have a companion that's like a, a fox. So instead of a son, you have a, a dog. But it's like God of War. It, it has a similarish art style to the to the twenty eighteen God uh, yeah, 
2018 God of War. Guard of War. Yeah, Guard of War. Uh, and supposedly a lot of the, the theming around it is about killing gods. So... Hmm. I'm going to use my flintlock to kill some gods. Ex- exactly. <laughs> Just <laughs> fucking... <my> puppy. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it was like a Finnick Fox or some kind of fox that accompanies you. It's cute, but... That's pretty cool. Yeah, dark and gritty and whatnot. And you got your gun, and you're going to go shoot a god in the face. (laughs) Then after that is... Okay, so this one was also really weird. It's a game called Crime Sight, which they kind of... They kind of said it was like Among Us meets Clue meets... It's a ton of shit mashed together. Mm, And Sometimes that's not good. It's weird. So basically what you are... The goal of it is that you are pretty much the game pieces in two AIs game. So it, you are either being controlled by an AI Sherlock Holmes or an AI Moriarty. And it's a social deduction game where you're trying to f- kind of like, um, what's the game? Well, there's many of them. So like Secret Hitler, Werewolf at Midnight, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. But like all those card games where like there's a secret player where they have a secret role. Yeah. Kind of thing. And in this case, it's you're going around, I guess, murdering people or something? I don't know. It seems interesting, but it also seems like a lot going on. Then they announced a game that I felt was oddly timed. A lot of things that came out recently, you know, like the, the fucking Legends of Mana anime. They announced a game called Midnight Ghost Hunt, mm-hmm. which is... It's a it's another ghost hunting game similar to uh, Phasmophobia. Yeah. Except for take that and then smash in prop hunt. What the hell? Yeah. So the ghosts can take over like objects. So they they can like possess a chair and go running around as a chair. And then I think based on the trailer, you can depossess it and chuck it at a person. That's kind of sick. Yeah. It, it looks cool. It's just weirdly timed because, well, I mean, Phasmophobia came out like a year or so ago, but then that new Ghostbusters game was announced like last week. And a lot that, of ghost stuff happening. Exactly. It, it's the time of the the ghost ghost hunting immersion sims, I guess. <laughs> but it looks it looks fun. It comes out March thirty first this year, so t- tomorrow it comes out tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, wow. At time of recording. So by the time this episode comes out, it's out now. What's up? Then it was announced that Death Stranding's coming to PC, or at least the director's cut is coming to PC. Because, like, watching it, all I could think was, didn't this already come out for PC? I, I honestly thought it was. I believe the basic version is. The director's cut uh, isn't until, uh, actually, today. It's out now. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. So the director's cut adds in some more story stuff kart racing if you want to do that it adds in a lot of weird shit <laughs> but what do you expect from you know a kojima thing yeah then they announced demo d-e-m-e-o uh, is getting a pc edition so demo is like a, a tabletop rpg adventuring thing demo what yeah d-e-m-e-o hmm. yeah so it's live action and gameplay came together for demo PC edition, the tabletop adventure game where communicating is crucial. So it's a, uh, what's the term? Cross-platform game. So you can play it on PC normally, you can play it in VR, sitting at the table kind of thing. It's a tabletop game, essentially. (laughs) But in computer. It's not bad. Yeah. 
Then they announced that Dorf Romantic is finally leaving early access. It's a cute little peaceful city builder. Oh, I I haven't even seen anything of that. It's been in early access for like the better part of like a year or two now. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. You know early access games. They love to just sit there forever until they finally release. But, yeah, it's like a tile-based city builder. Huh. Yeah. It's just one of those kind of chill games that you just kind of... You'll sit down and just relax while you play it. Then a game called Alterborn. And I'll be honest, uh, when this started playing, that's when my eyes started kind of glazing over. Because <laughs> <laughs> at this point, you know, it was it was a tabletop thing, then a nice peaceful thing and then a game that's just another third it's a third person action shooter and it just kind of didn't pique my interest much they then did the virtual show floor which had nine demos fuck me if i'm gonna say anything about any of them <laughs> like one one's a game called cursed golf or sorry cursed to golf it was like a platformer it's just a bunch of indies the demos were available right then and there i think they're still available to play on steam right now Neat. That that's all I'm saying about those demos. Uh, then they did a game called Sengoku Dynasty. It actually looks kind of cool. It's set in feudal Japan. You know, like a few games actually are lately. But you mm-hmm. had to build and protect a, war- a village. That's that sounds pretty cool, right? Uh, then they announced Deliver Us to Mars. Sorry, Deliver Us Deliver Us Mars, which is a sequel to Deliver Us the Moon. That I, I've never played Deliver Us the Moon, but supposedly it's a cool, spacey game, I guess. <laughs> then, okay, so this next game called Justice Sucks Recharged. It's it's where you're playing a, a stealth Roomba, and I could have... Oh, like, you're actually a Roomba? You are a Roomba, yes. Hmm. Yeah, the, the, the pitch that they have is that it's like if Solid Snake from the Metal Gear series was a Roomba. So, <laughs> okay, yeah, but it's very similar to another game that I can't remember what it's called. It was like it was pretty much something along the line of like Roomba or something like that. Mm-hmm. And basically, what you were doing was killing people that were invading your house and then like cleaning up the mess afterwards. <laughs> uh, then they did a Team Seventeen showcase. It was just a bunch of games from the publisher of Team Seventeen. Right. Some of them looked kind of interesting, but they decided to do it in a montage, so my eyes glazed over. <laughs> that Hey, when you do these showcase things and you decide to do a fucking montage, my eyes are going to glaze over most of the time. Yeah, it fucks with you. Then there was a game called Songs of Conquest. Um, to be honest, I remember very little about this, but according to this little blurb, it says it was a turn-based adventure powered by pixel art. So, cool. I guess. Hmm. Then they did a new trailer for Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Very cute, very fun, looking forward to it, waiting every day for my thing to come out. (laughs) But, you know. (laughs) Next was another fucking montage uh, called Once to Watch, where they did a bunch of, like, indie games and whatnot. Once again, it was a fucking montage, so my eyes glazed over. Then they announced a game called The Cycle Frontier. Um, I guess it's a survival shooter where players act as protectors on a hostile uh, alien world. I honestly do not remember this being announced. <laughs> I, I don't know either. Yeah. I do remember, however, 
this next one being announced because I thought that you might find it interesting as something to play. Because once again, it was something that we were discussing, mm-hmm. at least related to something we were discussing. So there's a game called The Outbound Ghost, and it's supposed to be like Paper Mario meets Undertale. So it's like a little, right. it's an RPG with a paper-esque art style with, I guess, the humor similar to Undertale. Yeah. And I thought, hey, you know, that's neat. We were just talking about how, like, oh, maybe you could do the Paper Mario games and whatnot. (laughs) But, yeah, that's coming to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Because, obviously, the Switch wouldn't touch it because it's kind of infringing on their their deal. Uh, Then there was a game called This Means Warp, which is pretty much, like, FTL if it was slightly more 3D. FTL? Uh, faster th- yeah, FTL, Faster Than Light. It's the uh, bah, bah, bah. ship management sim where you ca- roguelike, where you go through like a space map uh, and come across encounters. Sometimes you have to fight stuff, so you-, you have crew members that go to specific areas in your ship to power like weapons and doors and whatnot. Oh, okay. It's a fun game. I've played a decent amount of it. I'm terrible at it, but I played a decent amount. <laughs> Let's see. Then they did a game called Forever Skies. Um, oh, yeah, that's what that was. So, Forever Skies was a game that looked like it was Subnautica, but in the air. So, you, you pilot an airship that you can build more stuff onto. There's supposedly large creatures, and you venture down into the lower bit of atmosphere which is like very clouded and whatnot so you could kind of think of it like with subnautica how you can get like ships and whatnot and you can build a base kind of sounds sounds terrifying yeah (laughs) it's it definitely had a feel of like existential dread in the trailer (laughs) mixed with this feels oddly familiar with how it kind of seems like subnautica but you're piloting an airship instead of you know a water base. <laughs> exactly. Uh, then they announced Alaskan Truck Simulator. Ooh. Yeah, it's pretty much all in the title, isn't it? It's, I believe, made by the same people that did European Truck Simulator and American Truck Simulator. <laughs> now you get to go through the frozen wastes of Alaska. Uh, I've then, always wanted to. Yeah. Then there was a trailer for a game called Immortality. And I vaguely remember it just being weird. Oh, right. Yeah. Now I remember what it was. So it's... I'm guessing... It's like a FMV game. You know, it's all live-action footage. And what it mm-hmm. is, is you're trying to piece things together from the footage of three movies to, f- I guess, figure out what's up with this woman. Like this okay. actress. Yeah. Yeah, so it it seems kind of interesting. I'm probably never going to play it, but it, it definitely seems like a lot of work was put into it. They had to make three whole-ass fucking movies for it. <laughs> uh, let's see, where are we on the list of shit? We're close to the end. <laughs> okay. Uh, Imp of the Sun was announced. It's a, it's a Peruvian platformer. So neat theming and whatnot, but it was kind of something that got a bit glazed over. Then there's a game called Expedition Zero, 
it is a it's a survival game that's actually out now so neat then there was a game called silt which is a a hand-drawn uh game that looked very similar to uh, what are those games called the one where you you become a meatball at the end you become a meatball yeah where you 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 like merge with a ton of people and it's it, okay. inside yeah inside and limbo except for hand drawn that's cool yeah it's called silt it looked cute or you know creepy depending on your perspective <laughs> uh then they did a trailer for vampire the masquerade swan song uh I guess they'll do anything to not release Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Because <laughs> they have this, which is the R- it's an RPG, I guess, uh, revolving around three characters that you switch between throughout the story. Mm-hmm. Then they also have... I can't remember what it, the other one's called, but it's pretty much a kind of like Battle Royale or or Hero Shooter-esque game coming out. And mostly, the only thing people want is Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 to come out. (laughs) But they keep releasing all these new other things. Yeah, that's really not what the people want. Yeah, but overall, I I will say that uh, Swan Song does look interesting, at the very least. I do like the idea of, like, you have the three characters and you're jumping between the narrative. Yeah. Then there was a game called The Cub. It's a post-apocalyptic platformer. And then they ended off on a game called Lego Brick Tales. Oh, jeez. Yes. I had... So, think kind of like, what was it called? Besieged. Where you have to, like, build a thing to solve a problem. So in Besiege, like, you would you'd build a cart that would go over the hill and avoid the mines and then yeah. break down a wall kind of thing. In this, you you build, like, a helicopter so that you can get up a, a cliff kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it looks cool. It's cute. It, it works with the whole Lego deal very well. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the future game show. Eventful. Very eventful, but uh, not a whole lot actually, you know, to sink your teeth into, you know? Yeah. But with that... Like, nothing nothing like crazy exciting. Yeah, nothing crazy exciting. Some interesting tidbits, like the ones I found interesting, I thought Sengoku Dynasty was kind of cool. Vampire the Masquerade looks at least kind of interesting. Flintlock has potential. So, uh, the Midnight Ghost Hunt is kind of cool. Yeah. But... Some of the trailers were also just, like, too long. Like, that, the Midnight Ghost Hunt went on for a little bit too long. Because it, it just kept just kept going. <laughs> but it but did look wasn't... cool. Yeah. Yeah. It had, like, a weird narrative thing going on with it that just was too long. They could have sped that up a little bit, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. Okay. So, with news finally over, let us transition into the main topic of today. <laughs> that being... Chrono Trigger and Fairy Fencer. We'll just call it Fairy Fencer from here. It's Fairy Fencer something. Advent <laughs> Dark. Well. Whatever. Alright, so uh, would you like to go first, my friend? 
I'm sure. Yeah. I was only able to really get like seven hours out of this game so far. Oh, that's fine. I got uh, technically ten out of Chrono Trigger. But like, I have I have history with this game. Yeah. I played it like way when I first got my PS3. But I played the original Fairy Fencer. It wasn't like the remade one. Yeah. The remake the remake is really almost pointless is what I'm seeing cuz literally as far as I play there's nothing new. Mm. Fair. Uh, but I mean one thing that pulled me into this game was the art style, which I think is like it's like one of my favorite art styles, which is uh Data Live. You know it. I know, I know the anime. Yeah. So you're talking mostly about well, the anime style? Well, like, if you look up concept art for uh, Data Live, the artist who makes the concept art is what I'm talking about. Okay. Like, do you know, like, those, like, Neptunia games? Yeah. I mentioned Nep- it's I'm the sure. same art style as that. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Which, like, I think is really cool. So that, that that's really what pulled me in. But it was, like, around the time that the PS Vita first came out. And it was coming out for the PS Vita, and I tried to get it for the PS Vita, but I couldn't. Mm. So I just got it for the PS3 instead. Probably an overall better choice anyway. Yeah, but like I was like all up on that PS Vita hype. Yeah, and no, I get that. Though a lot of times, sadly, the Vita version of the game gets paired back a lot. Yeah. Anyway. But there's, there's really nothing to this game, story-wise. Really? Your main character is a complete fucking asshole, though. Mm-hmm. Like, you kind of warm up to him. His name is Fang. <laughs> but he's like he's like one of those characters where it's like, like, oh, I want nothing to do with people. Like, I just want peace and quiet. Like, fuck you. I'm always hungry. Like, I want food all the time. Okay. <laughs> like, like, those kinds of characters. Um, I mean, he's pretty cool, though. But it's like, uh, it's turn-based. It's all turn-based. It's it's basically a um what you call it? Fuck what do you call it? Strategy game? No no no. Um oh my god, what it's escaping it's like it's where it's just text. Oh, uh visual novel. Yeah, it's it's half visual novel, half somewhat battle. Mm. Like you have like these dungeons that you go into, but Outside of the dungeon, it's all visual novel. Like, you can't just walk around places. And... Okay. So, if they made Persona worse. Yes. <laughs> like, if they made Persona to where you can't actually go into the shops and, like, walk around town and meet people. Yeah. That's what that's what this is. Okay. And all the dungeons are recycled. Oh, that's... Yeah. So, like, I mean, like, the first couple of dungeons, you're like, yeah, okay, this is different. This is nice. And then... Like, somewhere in the game, you find the same dungeon, but with a different color scheme, and you're like, hmm. You, you know and then kinda... it just and then it just keeps happening, and you start getting sick of running around the same dungeons. Because in RPGs, you run around, you find the treasures, all that shit. But it, it starts to get kind of annoying, because it's all just the same shit. Just a different color scheme, or like different elemental theme, or whatever, you know? Yeah, so it kind of reminds me of like... Uh... Dark Cloud a little bit, and I, I, I did do. Dark, wanna... Did Dark Cloud uh, recycle dungeons like that? So Dark Cloud, the dungeons are randomly generated. So you you would think that it being randomly generated would make it super fresh every time, but yeah, it has to work within limitations. So a lot of times you're coming across the exact same 
elements within each floor. <laughs> so you'll go through and you're like, ah, this this is the the um, the fountain room where I can kill some things and then maybe take a break. Oh, this is the the room with a, a mine cart in it. If I clear out the room and then use a special item, I can use the mine cart to go to an even harder dungeon. Yeah. Kind of thing. But it, it's one of those things where you go through the dungeon so much, like you, you have to go through the dungeon so much, that it definitely like starts to, you know, your eyes start to glaze over and you start to just like uh, dread having oh. to go back into the dungeon. Yeah, that that that's how it kind of got for me. Like the story was different. It was it was going on. It was okay. The English voice acting was absolute crap. So if you ever play it, play it in Japanese. Yeah, I, I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's mostly a visual novel, so you're reading anyway. Yeah. But but um yeah. After a while, like. I I saw, like, the thumbnail for the dungeon before going into it, and I'm like, oh, it's the same fucking shit, and I dreaded going into it, but I was like, I got, like, I gotta want to, like, try and get pretty far into it. Yeah. Back when I first played it on the PS3, like, I actually beat it, and I remember it, I remember it being, like, a pretty good game, but it's one of those games that has, like, ten different endings, Mm. and back then, I just didn't have time to do that. Yeah. And I definitely don't have time to do that now. Unless I'm, like, really, really invested into the game. Yeah, I get that. And I understand that currently your main investment is not Fairy Fencer. Yeah. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I was playing Fairy Fencer over the week, but it was mostly the other game, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I absolutely get that. Like, once once you told me that you were getting it, like, you pre-ordered it, I was like, yeah, he's going to yeah. spend some good time with that. Yeah. In fact, it was at the point where, as I was sitting here, I stopped and I was like, wait a second. He said that he was getting it. Does that mean that he's wanting to switch it to that for this week? Do I need to download other things for the thumbnails? No, no, no. Because <laughs> the plan was to do Fairy Fencer now. And then yeah. that gives me plenty and plenty of time to talk about Ghostwire in the next episode. Yes. So, but um, anyway, the story's kind of weird. Mm. It's like, it's this like dark demon guy and then a goddess that you know in ancient times they battled and then the goddess saved the world but both of them were like frozen in place in like forever combat basically yeah and they have like a bunch of weapons stabbed into them for some reason because and these and these are called furies it's called what again they're called furies furies okay yeah not fairies but furies yeah that, that's weird See, but uh, as the game progresses, you collect these furies because that's the whole premise of the game. You collect a hundred furies to release either the vile god or the goddess. Okay. And that's and that's like that's your first choice in endings. You could either go vile god, which I'm pretty sure is the bad ending, and then goddess, which is the good ending. I think it's all about your perspective. <laughs> yeah, the goddess is what I went for first, and I just got the normal ending. Mm. But so you have to like level up and get these weapons out of here but each of these weapons has a uh sorry my cat just like fucking knocked shit over yeah it happens (laughs) but um yeah so you collect these and then there's like creatures inside of them called fairies right and you have to be like a chosen one to use these weapons and that's what the main character finds out 
That's like how you. That's how the whole thing starts. Is like you pick one up, like you pull it out of a stone, basically, like fucking King Arthur. <laughs> so you like meet your fairy. You collect these fairies. It's it's all your equipment and shit. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that's the story. You just go to these recycled dungeons and meet your party members, and that's about it. Yeah. So you said it's turn based. So turn based how? So like. Final Fantasy turn-based or Pokemon turn-based, or, or I guess it, it's like it's like Final Fantasy turn-based. Like you have yeah. like your your attack, your magic, your defense, stuff like that. Okay, so but you can you can move around in the field. So like you could like walk behind an enemy, which you would get a pre- preemptive strike for. So do you have to when you're moving around the enemy? Like, does that take up your turn or? Can you no, you both? can you can move in a certain radius and still be able to attack or whatever. Okay, so it's, I, I don't think you've tried out that demo yet, but so it's kind of like Monarch then. Yeah, no, I haven't tried that demo yet. Yeah, but yeah, so each turn you can move and attack, but as you level up, you can uh, you can actually upgrade it to where you can have more turns in one turn, if that makes sense. No, it kind of makes some sense. Like. Kind of like uh, uh, extra actions in D and D. Yeah, extra actions is exactly what it is. Like you, you can attack, and then uh, if you have it upgraded, you can attack twice or three times in one turn. Yeah, okay. and then that's that's how you get stronger, basically. But yeah. it's nothing. It's nothing too fancy. It's just your typical like attack, magic, skills, and then you you can have I think up to five party members, including you. So the battles get pretty fucking huge. Nice. So do. Do the fairies at all affect Babel? Or are they just kind of set-dressing? Yeah, so fairies... You have, like, your main fairy, which is, like, part of the story. It's, like, a character you fight with. Yeah. Uh, But then you have just, like, side fairies that you collect along the way from, like, side quests and stuff. And these you you can equip to your current fury, and it just gives you stat boosts, basically. Okay. So each one has their own different stat boosts and element... Like, the, the main character, he's a fire user, so if you find fire fairies, you can equip fire fairies to his weapon and enhance his, like, abilities that way. Okay, so it's kind of a simpler version of Final Fantasy VIII's junk shunning system. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just trying to get my head wrapped around the ideas. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like... When when you mentioned that that radius thing, it reminded me heavily of the demo for Monarch because in that it's turn based as well. And when a character is selected, they have a big old circle around them, and that's how far they can move. And then afterwards, you can select an attack, and that attack will have like a cone of influence, or depending on what kind of attack it is, you know, a certain number of things that if you can line it up perfectly, you can hit multiple people, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's in this game. Yeah, so there you go. So like you you have that moving radius, you can move within that radius if there's enemies in there. And yeah. then you click attack and then your attack has a radius and then you can either hit two enemies or you can hit an enemy from behind, stuff like that. Yeah. If you enjoyed that combat system, then you would like Monarch actually. Yeah, I mean, if you if you look past like the edginess. The, yeah, the edgy Yeah, I mean <laughs> Dude, the characters are cringe, but <laughs> I played this. I played this back in like fucking like 
2013, so yeah. like I was young. I was like super into anime, and this game was yeah. fucking awesome. And it was awesome from what I remember. But after playing so many games since then, like I I now know that oh yeah, well they recycled these dungeons, so it's kind of boring. Yeah, and there's, like there's a lot of things that when you're younger you can forgive, like. When you were an edge lord, you're willing to, you know, forgive the weird edge lordiness of the game. Yeah. And then a lot of times when you're a kid, you're you kind of go blind to, to super long repetitive dungeons, except for when it's super egregious and you're just like. Mm. But I would say, like overall, the the combat is actually pretty fun. Like okay. once you like once you like really get into it and you get a bigger party and you got more options and stuff like that, but. The other terrible thing is, is the enemies are recycled as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, so besides bosses, all the plain enemies, it's just boring as hell. <laughs> I can see that. that. That I think is a pattern with a lot of RPGs. Sometimes, sadly, is that that a lot of times they'll just do palette swaps. Yeah, like that's one thing I have noticed with. Uh, I'll talk about it now, but it's just like a small thing. Uh, Tales of Arise. They recycle enemies a lot in that game. Yes, they do. I, I, and they, I will agree with that. For Tales games, they normally don't do that. So that's one downfall that I had with that game. Well, on a slight... Since we're on this slight Tales of Arise thing, there's a lot of things I found a little bit odd and annoying about Tales of Arise that we'll probably get to when we eventually talk to it, talk about it. Yeah, but I, like, I still have to beat it, beat it, so... Yes, <laughs> technically so do I. But that's that's your game to talk about down the line. Yeah. But but know, basically, like, too. <laughs> just like pet peeves of mine is when dungeons are recycled too much. It's okay to recycle it a little bit to save some money or budget or whatever. Oh yeah. But but when it's like constantly like you get this dungeon, a different dungeon, and then immediately after that dungeon, it's the previous dungeon before the previous dungeon, but just different colored. Yeah. You know, and it's just that consistently throughout the game, and nothing has changed, nothing is new. Yeah, just this like it just gets tiring, it's boring. You know, when that's the main part of your game, it's a bad thing to do that. Oh, it kind of reminds me of, uh, I guess to an extent, Monster Hunter, but like the God Eater games, where you're yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. you're running was... through very samey dungeons a lot of the time. Well, it was it's like mission based, but each mission is basically in the same area all the goddamn time. Yeah. And when you're doing that for like some upwards of like 20 to 30 hours, that 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 can be very frustrating. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see. I guess I guess that's a good method. Is there anything else that you'd like to mention? No, uh, I mean not really the I, I I just think like like I said like the the character style is really cool. The does, girls are pretty cool. Does anything change when you like change the armor or anything? Uh yeah, the appearance of uh, your characters actually changes. Oh, that's nice. I, I do like it when but, a game does that. But that's only for certain equipment. You have you have like uh, main equipment and then you have basic equipment. Basic equipment doesn't change anything. It just ups your stats. Main right. equipment does change your stuff. Okay. Weird. <laughs> uh... Yeah, other than that, like, I playing it again, I really don't think I'm going to beat it again. Also, mm. if you ever get it, don't get it on the Switch. It is buggy as shit. I don't think I would, yeah. Like, well, again, I don't have a Switch, but... <laughs> I, think that, I think that's some of my problem is, like, I was 
in the dungeons and running around and it was just like it was like freezing it was super slow the frame rate was just terrible yeah i think that happens a lot with switchboards sadly and like i i did not remember it being that way which it wasn't on the ps3 it was like nice and smooth and yeah uh, that's about it though yeah uh so would you recommend it like do you think that it's good enough even with the you know repetitive dungeons and super cringe characters do you think it's good enough to recommend I mean unfortunately I really don't think so no like knowing you and knowing how this game is like after playing it like I could definitely see you getting bored of it very fast true yeah, and you're not you, you're not picking it up again for a long time and then you're like man like okay. forgot about that game uh, well, to be fair I put down games for very long times that I love as well. Yeah. It well, no, me, that that's exactly it, took, it. Yeah. It took me eight years to beat Kingdom Hearts 1. And it took me three and a half years to beat Legend of Heroes Trails from the Sky as well. So I set games that I love down too. Yeah. So my rating for this game is the art style is really cool. Mm. A lot of the combat is good. Story's kind of bland, and they recycle a lot of shit, which it just makes it not very enticing to continue on. So, I guess, what would you say the, I guess we'll say the irony factor, or the, the ability to shit on it factor? Can you play the game, like, say you and a buddy sit down, play through the game, just making fun of it the entire time? Do you think that, yeah. that it could do that? Yeah, no, definitely, like, if you saw some of the shit that these people are saying and, like, some of the stuff that happens, like, we could definitely make fun of it. Oh, yeah. So that could, that could be a fun thing to do sometime. Just do but, it on stream. Yeah, but you could also, like, <laughs> see, like, where the creators were coming from with this game. So Yeah, yeah. And for, for its time, it was really cool. Like, I played it when it came out. It was really oh, cool. Yeah. But playing it now hasn't really aged well. Yeah, that's, that's just, like, look at Darksiders and shit. A lot of times you you look back at it and you're like, mm, that didn't quite age well with how yeah. cringe it is. <laughs> all right. That's all for me. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So I guess uh, we can move on to Chrono Trigger. Again, yeah, so the game I did this week was Chrono Trigger. I actually streamed everything that I've played so far on my channel on Twitch. I got about 10 hours in to it. I had I, I hit a point where... I kept dying to the boss, and the guide I was looking at, it says that you need to use, like, the mid-tonics, which is, like, the, uh, I guess, Kingdom Hearts equivalent of a, a mega, not a mega, a high potion. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tonic? Yeah, so potions in Chrono Trigger are called tonics. Ethers oh. are ethers, <laughs> <laughs> right? Revives are revives. For some reason, they just decided to call tonics, or potions tonics. They didn't didn't want to be too original. (laughs) Right. But yeah, so the recommended thing was mid-tonics, and I was completely out, and I was very fastly running out of main main tonics. Mm -hmm. So at the final boss of this dungeon, I had to turn around, walk all the way through the hour-long dungeon to get (laughs) out of the fucking castle so I could go to town and buy a shit ton of tonics. And then I had to hoof it back. <laughs> but that's completely my fault for just kind of continuing the story instead of stopping by the town to, you know, re-up my supplies. So, yeah. whoops. <laughs> anyway, uh, so with that kind of out of the way, what are your questions? Well, I don't know. What's what's it about? Like, what, so, what, what kind of RPG is it? So it, it's kind of your classic kind of RPG. It, it is one of the the classics or one of the quintessential pillars of RPG you know a lot of people love this game it is very it is turn based uh, though it uses an ATB system if you want you can have it be weight or ATB uh, or uh, they call it just active right. um, the story is fairly linear though it it has some branching points it's one of the RPGs where it has side quests, but you don't fully know how to get the side quests, you know? Like, it like it doesn't tell you, really? You just kind of have to find it? Pretty much. Like, you'll come across, say, a guy who's talking to another guy about a thing. <laughs> and then you can right. kind of see about following up that information and seeing what's happening. Or you can just completely ignore it and move on. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So it's, it's kind of very like D and D esque thing. Like, do you follow up on this bit of information? No. Okay. If you ever want to do it again, you'll have to remember where it is. <laughs> so, mm. <laughs> uh, the maps are also very small. Uh, there's no overworld attacking, so. You can journey the overworld safe. Um, so the story, you are Chrono, or whatever the hell you want to name him. 
as long as it's about five letters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, you get to name, okay. Yeah, you, you can name you can name the characters. It has that very fun thing of when you are when you say, in, bump into a character, they're like, and you can call me, and then pause for fill-in name, and then go. <laughs> but, yeah, so the story is, you are Chrono, you are woken up by your mother, and told, go enjoy the, the Millennium Fair. And you go... You're a silent protagonist, so you don't really say anything. So <laughs> you go, and exactly. then you're there. <laughs> yeah, you just leave. You go to the fair, and then you can look around, see all the you know oohs and ahs happening. You move on to the next screen, and you bump into Meryl or whatever the hell you want to name her. Mm-hmm. And what happens at the fair is very important, but at the same time, not important at all. So you, <laughs> the very first choice that you make in the game comes back to bite you in the ass royally. So you bump into her, literally, knocking her down and you down, and it sends her pendant flying. And she'll stand up and start looking around, you know, for her pendant. Yeah. So you can go grab her pendant and give it back to her. Of course, you are also given the choice to not give it back to her, so there's that. But the true first choice that you might not have noticed is that you should have checked on her first, gone up to her and made sure she was okay. Otherwise, whoopsie doodle, you fucked up. Uh-oh. And you grab the pendant first. And then there's a few other things that you can do throughout the, the fair. Because she'll she'll want to tag along with you. And you'll just go bumbling about the fair together. Yeah. One of the things you can come across is a little girl uh, crying because her cat is missing. Literally, oh, no. yeah, the other side of the screen is her cat. <laughs> I can't see my cat anywhere. <laughs> well, to be fair, it's technically across a walkway and, like hidden by a stall i couldn't figure out how to get like i knew i had to get the cat to her but i couldn't remember how to do it Mm -hmm. so i was just like oh well you're not getting your cat so you can again there's a lot of things that you could do at the fair like fight a robot for a bit but the main reason that you're there is to see luca or whatever the hell you name her actually i don't think you can rename her no no you can it's one of the options at the very beginning of the game (laughs) but you're going to see luca's uh in new invention Mm -hmm. so so you go and visit her, and she she has made a teleporter. Now she's, you know, your stereotypical, like, crackpot inventor, a lot of her inventions go wrong kind of thing. Yeah. But this actually works. You step up on the pad, because you're the only one actually willing to step up on this fucking huge mechanical machine, and you get <laughs> teleported from one side of this clearing to the other. Ta-da. Then Meryl, full of excitement... Uh, also hops on the pad and says, me next. And as the machine starts booting up, it reacts to her pendant, opens up a portal, and sucks her in. <laughs> Bye-bye. Exactly. Chron- and it leaves her pendant behind. Chrono then grabs the pendant and follows suit to you know try to save her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you end up 400 years in the past, in the same location. You have to work your way through, and as you go through the town... You hear them talking about, oh, you know, the queen that went missing a bit, like a while ago. Uh, supposedly they found her. Cool. We don't have to worry about that anymore. So then you go to the castle to see what's happening. Uh, and the guards are at first like, what the fuck are you doing here? Get the fuck out. And then they're stopped by the queen saying, ah, nah, it's, it's cool. He's a friend. And they're like, okay. And just let you in. Turns out... They mistook her, uh, Meryl, for the queen, and have called off their search for the queen. Uh, and as you're talking to her, she 
fucking like glows and then pops out of existence <laughs> because it erupts pretty much yeah she so because so she's related she is the uh, Meryl is the princess of your time and because they stopped their search for the actual queen of their time they the the line of succession technically just fucking ends because the queen the old queen died <laughs> so you have to uh, continue the search and find the queen but luckily she's literally next door in the chapel uh, being you know harassed by monsters and shit of course so you go save her come across a frog that you can name uh, and the default name for him is just frog which I think is mean so I, I renamed him Frank in my in my playthrough <laughs> So not much different, but at least it's a name. Okay, so that's like that's the way I like to do names in Frog in Frank the Froggy. Well, so I just think it would be a very dick move. Like, here's this frog man. What will we call him? Frog. frog. <laughs> yeah. And the that thing is sense. that motherfucker has like three names. <laughs> like it it's weird. <laughs> so you come across him he helps you to save the queen and everything and then you fuck off and then he fucks off fair yeah and you go back to your time in which you are promptly arrested for kidnapping the princess <laughs> damn son yes you are then put on trial uh, and that's where the things that you did during the fair kind of come back to bite you in the ass you can theoretically get off uh, but the Chancellor, regardless, will sentence you to be executed. For some reason. Mm -hmm. So, you're locked up in prison. You annoy the guards so much that they come to beat the shit out of you. Then you beat the shit out of them and escape. Uh, you run your way through the prison and are then confronted by a dragon tank. Or like a, I like to call it, a drink. Or a tank. You kill a tank, a dragon tank and escape the prison and then as you're escaping Meryl joins you and you all leave and find a random time portal in the woods jump into it and end up in the future people are brave That's... well they were kind of cornered at the time so they, they had no choice but to hop into a random time portal that could possibly kill them yeah I mean like in reality it'd be like either die normally or die sporadically in this weird ass thing that shouldn't exist exactly <laughs> so they're but, like let's go out in a ball of fury exactly and whoop, Oop, now you're in the future <laughs> a thousand years in the future where shit's fucked so you start you know doddering around the future you come across these domes where people are having a shit one man there's just not a good time it is not a good time the only way that they are really sustaining themselves is by these uh, Enertrons. They're like sleep pods that almost instantly, like, you know, you, they give you full health, full MP, but you're still hungry. And if those fail, you're fucked. <laughs> so you're told that the dome that you're currently at does not have food, though one on the other side of a lab should. So you journey over to that lab. You get to that lab, and they're like, yeah, so we haven't been able to get to our food because robots in the basement. Yeah. So you're like, okay, 
we'll take a look. And they're like, oh yeah, by the way, we sent someone down there. Uh, he hasn't been back in a while. And everyone we sent down there dies. So, have fun. <laughs> so you journey down there, and you come across the food store, uh, and a dead guy. And you find that all the food has been rotted. Uh, but hey, there's some seeds. So huzzah. then you go, yeah, so huzzah. You, you journey your way back out, uh, give them the seeds, and tell them, yeah, sorry, man, uh, dude's dead, food's gone, have some seeds, good luck. <laughs> You're on your own. Pretty much. But as, as you were kind of going through that facility, you also came across a recording about uh, how the world got so fucked. One, it, it directs you towards the a dome called the Protodome, and then it plays uh, a video recording of 1999, in which... It, it shows, like, one of the domes, and then an earthquake, and out of the ground comes a being that just starts fucking shit up. And the being's <laughs> called Lavos. It looks like um, a sea anemone. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I think it's a sea anemone. It, it, the spiky things. What is we'll, oh. we'll go with that. Yeah, I don't really know. Ah, no, sea urchin. That's it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like, it looks a bit like a sea urchin, just kind of coming out of the ground and then destroying shit so you work your way over to the protodome which is where uh the next portal is supposed to be you work your way over there you come across a robot who is like yeah so to open the door where this portal's supposed to be um you got to go to a factory to turn it on but it'll only it'll only run for a brief moment so someone needs to stay here to open the door but you guys need me to go with you, so just so you know. Uh, and, of course, you can name the robot. If you go with the default name, his name is Robo. So clever. <laughs> these, uh, so, these names, man. Yeah, so I called him Robert. <laughs> yeah. I was going to call him Robert. <laughs> well, I was going to name him Robert, but you're only given five letters. Mm-hmm. So it ended up being R-O-B-E-T. <laughs> so Robert it, what, was his name. It's very, uh, very nice. Yeah. So you go to the factory, power up the door. Uh, Robert got the shit kicked out of him by other robots. Uh, so you drag him ever so slowly back to the other factory uh, and uh, journey on your way. I did forget to mention that there was... Uh, so to get between the one dome and the proto-dome, there's like... It's like Lab 63 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the, the elder of the one dome is just like here have keys to this bike it should still run i used to ride it when i was younger and you just kind of go okay sure and you go to the lab and indeed there is a bike you get accosted by some robots but this cool biker robot comes up and is just like i'll race ya uh so you then do a racing mini game against a robot biker that's that's wild yeah, kind of think uh, it's kind of like the the racing mini game in Final Fantasy VII remake against that one guy that like does all those cool sweet flips on his bike. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of except frustrating. For, except for without the cool sweet flips, he just kind of lightly bumps in front of you. He's just steadily going. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it, it's kind of a tug of war kind of thing, uh, and he permits you three nitro boosts because <laughs> he's so generous. Anywho, so you then take that time portal out. And you end up at the end of time because... So nothing. There's nothing there. Pretty much. It's like a void with like a gated off area with like beams of light that take you can take you to different time periods. It's your hub, essentially. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you talk to an old guy that's like, yeah, something's fucking with the time-space continuum. Don't know <laughs> yeah, This shit's whack. Pretty much. <laughs> He's like, more visitors? How weird. <laughs> fucking, you can only have a party of three people, so someone will have to stay here. And for the <laughs> end of the time, this place has a lot of visitors. Pretty much, yeah, he's he does say, he's like... <laughs> He's like, yes, yeah, something's going wrong, uh, and you'll just end up at the place of least resistance, uh, and that's here. So, you can only take three people at a time. So, max party is three. <laughs> and then as you're about to leave, he's like, well, hold up. And you go talk to him, he's like, go to the room behind me, learn some magic from the fucking weird-ass thing in there. Get learned, kids. Exactly. And to... His secret to learning magic is you have to go around the room clockwise three times and then talk to him. <laughs> and, Just and then a he's silly like, old man. Yeah, and he's like fucking magic. <laughs> and now, you, now you have the power of elemental magic. You're dizzy now, right? That's the power of the wind. Exactly. <laughs> so you go, and you go back to your normal time, but you end up in like a weird, like a monster village. Like the monsters from four hundred years ago no longer like aggressive they, they just kind of hang about now mm-hmm. uh and they have their own village and everything so you you chat with them they're like yeah you should talk to like the old guy down the way if you want careful like not not everyone's like super accepting of like humans still because you know 400 year old grudge kind of puts a damper on relations <laughs> yeah but yeah so so you you leave the town and you go talk to an old guy and he pretty much says yeah, I mean, here's some here's some weapons if you would like to buy them. Enjoy. Uh, something, something wizard thing. Magic. Well, well, so you kind of eavesdrop on a conversation where they're like, ah, fucking, fuck, fucking humans and shit suck. Basically, they say that the guy that controlled or led the monsters 400 years ago, he is the one that summoned Lavos. Mm-hmm. So our then-running theory at that time is, kill the wizard? Yeah, sure, let's try that. Let's kill the wizard. Yeah, because the idea is, oh, we, we don't want that horrible future to you know happen, so kill a wizard? Let's give it a shot. So you travel back 400 years again to find, ah, things aren't quite the way we left it <laughs> anymore. <laughs> so what had happened is the king got his shit rocked um but lo and behold a hero has uh come forth uh and from every report it's a fucking kid (laughs) and they sent the kid into enemy territory to find a sword so (laughs) you kind of bumble about trying to pick up any information you can about what the hell's going on you find out that there's this legendary sword sword called the masamune uh that is the sword that is used to kill the wizard Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a a kid came forth with the hero medal, so he must be the hero of legend returned, and he is the one who needs to get the sword, kill the wizard, and he's like twelve, so <laughs> he's not really qualified for this. He's not he's not really qualified. So you you bumble around and you find Frank, uh, all disheartened and sad. Uh, you tell him that the king got his shit rocked, and he's like, ah, fuck. Oh, well, I'm not the hero. I can't do shit about it. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well... And he's like, it, I don't have the metal. I don't have the sword. I can't do shit. And you're like, fine. So you go to where the sword should be, and you, you you bump into the kid as you're going through, and he's 
absolutely getting his shit rocked. Like, <laughs> he he's getting chased down by trolls and everything, and you, you just kind of ignore him as he fucks off, and you go through, get the sword, and it turns out, sword's broken. It, so, it's only a bit of a sword. You had to fight sword spirits to get it, but it's only a bit of a sword. Right. You work your way back out. Actually, no, they chuck you out of the mountain. Like... <laughs> I like the I like the little correction there. Actually, no, they can throw you. They they do, like so. You get the bit of sword, and they're like, "Okay, we will carry you out on the wind." And then it goes to the world map, and like you get ejected out of the the mountain <laughs> part of the map. What the hell? Yeah. So, newly bit of sword in hand, you go back to Frank, and you're like, "Hey, look at this," and he's like, "Okay," <laughs> and he like leaves. And then you dig through his shit and you find, oh, he actually has the hilt of the sword Mm -hmm. for some reason. So you're like, okay, cool. We have two bits of sword. We need the rest. So you have to go back to your normal time because it had the, uh, initial, like the, the name of the old guy that was at the base of the mountain by the monster village. Yeah. So you go back to your time, 400 years in the future for some reason, go talk to him. He's like, yeah. Don't know how the fuck you got that, but yeah, I know the sword. Uh, I can fix it. But you need this very specific stone that is no longer around, but used to be used as currency at one point. Um, so, go do that. You go talk to the old guy at the end of time, and he's like, ah, yeah, you can find that stone in prehistoric times. So, uh, Ooga Booga, go back to the past. You do so, and come across new party member number, I don't know, five? And she she has the stone. Come back to the village and help us. You go to the village, have a bit of a party, a bit of a drinking contest against her, and she gives you the stone. You guys pass out after too much soup, and you wake up, your shit's gone. Gotcha. Uh, well, you go and talk to her, and she's like, Ah, it's the reptile people that were fighting, the, the lizard people. And you go, okay... So I guess we'll go fuck up the lizard people and get our shit back. Because they stole our, our gate key. Which is the thing that we use to travel through time. Right. You go to the maze and you find out it wasn't the lizard people that stole it. It was her jealous boyfriend. She got... Sorry, he got jealous that she was getting cozy with Chrono and stole his shit. Dun dun dun. Yeah. And then she's like, you fucking idiot. Yeah, he's cool, but I like you best. And he's Fucking like, oh, idiot. sorry. I learned my lesson. It won't happen again. Well, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to be better. And then we're like, it's cool. Just give us back our shit. And he's like, yeah, sorry. The lizard people took it. And you're like, god damn it. So you journey through the maze to fuck up some lizard people. <laughs> nice. Get all the way through, fuck up some lizard people, journey all the way back, and then you fuck off with the, with the stone that you acquired. I did have to do a little bit of grinding in that area because for that section of the game, the trading system becomes weird. You, you have to trade in petals and fangs and horns and shit. And you need like a specific combination of those things to get enough items for everyone. What the hell? It, yeah, it's annoying. But anywho, with all the bits that you needed acquired, you journey back to the uh, your time, talk to the sword guy... Sword guy is like, cool. I, I'm not gonna ask, because <laughs> he's like, how how did you get the sword? How did you get the stone? You know what? Never mind. I I don't want to know. 
It kind of rhymed. Exactly. Because I, I can fucking spit bars sometimes. <laughs> You'll catch my bars, man. <laughs> so him and uh, Luca go down to the basement to make a sword. Sword gets made. Then you go back to the past, present it to Frank. Frank gets all pensive and like, huh, let me think about it. And then a ton of flashbacks happen that reveal... Cause, so ever since you've re-arrived in the year 600, uh, everyone's fucking begging on about this guy named Cytus. Right. Like, literally, the main takeaway I had from most of the conversations I came across is, who the fuck is Cytus? Like, everyone's talking about him. Who the fuck is he? Yeah. He is the previous hero of legend. He was just like a himbo jock guy that's like, I'm going to join the army, and he got really good at it. And people loved him. He was a great hero. He set off on a journey to get the hero's medal. Um, and he took his squire, Glenn, with him. And he fucking died. He dipped. So, so he gets the hero medal from the frog person with his trusty guy, Glenn, and some third person that they never fucking mention. They show it in the flashback. They never mention who the third person is. They just gloss over it. Anywho. <laughs> so they get... They, he gets the medal, but then he gets beaten up by the wizard and his fat friend, um, and gets absolutely obliterated. He tells Glenn to run before he turns to ash and fire. Glenn, uh, not heeding his friend and mentor's words, stuck around for some reason, uh, in which then he was shot by... He was turned into a frogman by the wizard and chucked off a cliff. Jesus. Yes, yeah, so, so Frog, who I renamed Frank... Uh, is actually named Glenn. <laughs> so he had a name the whole time. He had a name the whole time, and it was Glenn. Fucking Glenn. <laughs> but that, <laughs> this is better than what you give him. Hey, at least it Frank didn't is with a an fine F. name. Frank is a fine name, damn it. <laughs> but anyway, so turns out, yeah, Frank slash Glenn slash Frog is actually the quote-unquote hero of legend, though all of that is sweet BS because it's a hero medal that was just acquired by killing or by harassing a frog king queen thing and then the sword got destroyed so it's not like an arthurian sword it's just it's just a fucking sword a really good sword but it's just a sword so anyone could theoretically wield it though it's right, right that it's inherited by Cytus's fucking squire i guess then after all that drama you get the flashback of when uh Cytus and Glenn decided to join the army and then, you know, he decides, yeah, fuck it, I'll I'll do it. So let's go kill a wizard. And thus finally you get to go and try to kill the wizard. You go through go through the dungeon, hour long dungeon, where there's two fucking sorry, technically three fucking hallways where it like you take three steps and then you get jumped. There's three different hallways like that. It's so annoying. <laughs> There's also a part where you're going through a hall. So you're chasing down the the wizard's general, his his fat friend that I mentioned earlier. You're chasing him because he's like, ah, oh, fuck. So you, you, you're chasing him, and he, each room that you go into, he's, like, controlling the traps. Mm-hmm. So in one room, he's, like, running the conveyor belts and the choppy blades that are coming down. And once you, you know, catch up to him, he stops and runs off. And then there's another room where it's just, like, an empty hallway, you go through the hallway, and oh, he activated a trap door, and you fall down. That happens fucking six times to me. Damn. 
Because what happens is you go through the hallway, fall through the trap door, and in that room, the first time you go through is some enemies, you kill them, and then you have to find the teleport thing out. There are two fake teleport things. One is just a save, and then one is the real teleporter. If you come across the fake ones, they turn into three of them and start moving really fast, and you have to kill them, uh, preferably with magic, because it's the fastest way. Right. I had to do that six fucking times <laughs> before I caught up to the goddamn motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus. And then, like I said, there's three different hallways. One gets nullified uh, after you get him, get the guy, but where you inch forward, and technically it's actually four... Uh, five different hallways but the first two you don't have to go back to after after the first time but you go like a few feet fight like five enemies go like a few more feet five more and you do that three times each hallway super annoying and that's about where i got to that's insane dude yeah so much stuff happened i'm about to fight the wizard i fought the wizard twice but the dude has some really fucking strong spells that rock my shit every time yeah so that's the story (laughs) I'm surprised you can remember so much of it. The pointless things I tend to fill my mind with, like the entire story of what I've done so far in Chrono Trigger. Some things that I already know about Chrono Trigger and the story going forward. I know that killing the wizard is pointless because uh, he did he didn't actually summon Lavos. Lavos was always there. Lavos landed in prehistoric times and then just kind of hibernated until the future in which he rose. Right. So there's that. Uh, you can theoretically fight the boss immediately after you reach the end of time. Like like you have the option? Yes. So once you hit the end of time for the first time, uh, you'll notice like a bucket off in a corner that sparkles. Uh, if you go up to that bucket, at first he'll say, hey, uh, don't, don't go there unless you want to just fucking die. Mm-hmm. Uh, be, and then you go up to it again and it says... It's like the the rise of Lavos, or like the time of Lavos, 1999. So it's when he first rises in 1999. And you can choose to go and fight him there. Uh, On the PC version, because I had left it for so long, I didn't know where I was supposed to go. And I chose chose to fight Lavos. uh, Because I was like, I don't know where I'm supposed to go from here. So I I fought Lavos, and died, and game over. World destroyed. (laughs) Right. Any other questions before I continue on random bits? Not really. So, since I I chose to play the PS1 version on my PS1, and that's what I've been streaming, and it has load times, like a lot of load times. Mm -hmm. So, you get into a battle, you're waiting about three to five seconds for the battle to start. You finish the battle three to five seconds before you can continue moving. You transition between things. That, that the transitions aren't too bad but it's most you mostly feel it during the battles you eventually get used to it but with how pampered we are nowadays it's very noticeable and like that shit's been ironed out in like the the emulators and the the PC port ages ago but it is still alive and fresh in the original version of the game <laughs> it's another silly hair game classic <laughs> classic yep classic spiky hair silly uh but there's two things that make it a little bit better than uh, sorry, not Secret um, Adventures of Mana. One, they actually mention it in game. Like really? when you first travel, yeah, when you first travel to the past and you go to the castle, they're like, "The fuck's up with you? What's with your hair?" Because you're 400 years in the past, and obviously you're going to look very different. But right. they actually mention his hair, which I find funny. Uh, and it is, of course, done by the designs are done by Akira Toriyama uh, or the Dragon Ball Z guy. Huh. 
Yeah, so it's Dragon Ball Designs, baby. That's pretty cool. Everything is fairly nearby, and you're given a decent direction. Again, like, when the king, when the queen is kidnapped, she's literally like, you come out of the castle, go through the forest, and off to the left, sorry, yeah, off to the left a little bit is the cathedral where she's being kept. So you don't have to go searching too far to find where you need to go. Right. Oh, uh, you can avoid battles, at least most of the battles. There are some that when you enter an area, they will automatically trigger. But if it's just like some enemies fucking about on the map, you can avoid them. Though, if you get a buildup of enemies, like say an enemy starts chasing you, for example, and you get caught, Mm -hmm. any enemy that is within the screen will attack you. Damn. So you're going to get rushed. Oh, yeah. Which uh, leads to my next point. Sometimes it can lead to a very fast death. Like um, like I said with the 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 wizard I'm fighting right now. He rocks my shit every time. Because he has super strong spells that can kill you super fast. And if you don't have someone pretty much healing all the time, you are in trouble. It's best to have the AoE cure things that you can have. Which, as part of the battle... Uh, you can combine different skills together between the characters mm-hmm. uh, if you've unlocked those combined skills um, that do like some cool things like you have a, a water sword an ice sword, fire sword, fire whirl aura whirl which does uh, healing to everyone uh, you have the X slash you know, some cool combo moves that you can do um, and of course my favorite thing, when in doubt just Use magic. Once you unlock magic, when in doubt, use magic. There are a few enemies that, you know, that doesn't fully apply to. Like, there's an enemy in the dungeon that I'm currently in called the Juggler. You start with magic, then it turns on its magic defense, then you hit it with a physical attack, then it turns on its physical defense, then you hit it with magic, you know, so on and so forth. But for the most part, a lot of enemies will just die if you hit it with a lot of magic <laughs> I mean hey sometimes mwah, simplicity is the best and then the final bit that I have I mean, besides you know ATB uh, the annoying part is when enemies attack your ATB bar pauses until they finish the duration of their attack so it can sometimes be a really long time before you actually can hit back Damn. Yeah. Especially if you keep forgetting that um, some enemies have combos of their own. That will absolutely wreck your shit. You just uh, get yeah, so, pummeled. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, th- there's a combo between the in the dungeon I'm currently in. Between the juggler, which is the one that keeps toggling between its uh, things. And the... It's like the outlaw. If you attack the outlaw and he doesn't die he will have a combo counter-attack with the juggler. The juggler will shoot fire at the outlaw, and then he'll do a version of your fire whirl uh, at you guys. And it sucks. Yeah. So the final thing that I kind of wanted to mention is it's a, it's a smaller, silly thing. So there are animated cutscenes in it, which makes me want a Chrono Trigger anime. That'd be pretty cool. Oh yeah, and seeing these cutscenes, you're like, oh hell yeah, this would make a really good anime, and 
you know, done in this style and with all the cinematography and everything. Uh, the anime cutscenes are a little bit undercut by the fact that, so it'll do this like sweeping animation animated cutscene uh, where I get an early one is where the prehistoric woman I can't quite remember her name it's like Ayla or something like that comes in and fights off the the reptoids uh, you know and like defeats them and everything uh, and then immediately after that cutscene the same scene replays but in the in the sprite art hmm. so so it kind of undercuts it a little bit so another example of that is when you give Frank the sword uh, he has his whole so it goes into an anime cutscene and he has his whole um, He-Man I have the power moment where like literally like a beam of light shoots into the air and then he like clefts a mountain in twain to reveal the secret passage that you need to go to Right. really cool in the anime style but then immediately after that, same thing happens in in the 2D art. So, like, just on the map, he, like, pulls out the sword, a beam of light shoots up, and, like, it goes out to the overworld, and the light goes up. And then he, like, swipes, and then, like, the sprite of the mountain just goes open. <laughs> so, I don't know, it's just a weird contrast that keeps happening. I could see that. Yeah. I, I like it. I I would highly recommend the game to you if you've never played it. I I probably will try it eventually. It's available on Steam. Usually goes. It, actually, it's on sale right now. I believe. I honestly think it's on my wish list. Oh yeah. 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 There's actually like is, currently there's a Square Enix sale going on. So. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it got a sequel called Chrono Cross. That is the next game I'll be playing. Uh. But yeah, any other questions about Chrono Trigger? No, well, I'm good. Yeah. Well, again, I would I would highly recommend it. It's it's a fun little RPG. Uh, just go through with a little bit of caution. Oh yeah. Because uh, you know classic RPG uh, situations where you can potentially soft lock yourself. Right. Like, I technically, if I had run out of potions and shelters and everything. I could have ended up where I would, I would have gone to walk through that dungeon to get out and get and buy more, uh, and find that I couldn't get out of the dungeon. So, you know, caution can be your friend sometimes. Oh, there's there's no Square Enix sale anymore. Ah, damn. Yeah, it was like yesterday too, which sucks. It's probably the last day. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I tend to catch these things like right at the goddamn end too. Oh well, it happens. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's still super cheap anyway. I think it's like at most twenty bucks. Yeah. Uh, it's fifteen bucks. So there you go. That's not bad. Yeah, and I, probably, new... I probably will just wait for it to be on sale again. Yeah, and then the new release of Chrono Cross is uh twenty bucks. Comes out next week. <laughs> Anywho, on to the next segment. We need to start wrapping this up a bit. Uh, so, what other games have you been playing this week? Uh, so, I've been playing Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, 
played a little bit of Kingdom Hearts recently for the 20th anniversary thing. Nice. Um, honestly, that that's really it. I I'm, I know I try and get into another game, but I'm like, nah, I can't. Yeah, that's that's fair. I also haven't really played much at all. Uh, PlayStation came out with that new update so that you can like pin pin games to your home bar now, which is cool. Yeah, I saw that. So like, yeah. if you want your favorite games up there, you can. Yeah, the thing is, it didn't quite work how I was hoping it would. I was hoping that like when you pinned a game, it would like lock to the to the front of it, but it just means that they'll kind of sift to the bottom of your list. Oh. Yeah, so what will happen is, like, you pin them, and they'll stay on your home screen, it's just that they'll end up all down by your, uh, by your library button. Yeah. Which is fine, it's just a little bit awkward, but you can hold more games on there now, which is nice. You can get used to uh, it. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think I've really played any games on there. I did test out a couple of games to see if my drive was working because I've been having an issue where I tried to download a game onto my thumb onto one of my thumb drives and it had a disk write error and mm-hmm. that disk write error has pretty much locked off that drive from me. Right. Yeah. So I t- so I can't download anything to it. I can't. I can, I can do nothing with that drive actually now. I can't format it. I can't delete things off of it i can't add things onto it it's locked damn dude yeah so i was like okay can i at least play the games that are currently on it and the answer is yes i can so i can play i tested out lego worlds um and i tested out something else what was it well primarily i just tested out lego worlds it runs a little bit choppy but it's fine mm-hmm. it, it's weird um, other than that, I don't think I've, yeah, I don't think I've played anything else. I, I watched, I watched the latest season of Robot Chicken. Nice. I haven't watched that in a long time. Right? It was pretty good. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I think that is it. I've been streaming, of course, Chrono Trigger. Um, after Chrono Cross week is done, I will go back to Chrono Trigger to finish it, and then... Once I finish Chrono Trigger, I'll go and finish Chrono Cross. I do not intend to stream the game after Chrono Cross, or the game after the game after Chrono Cross. So, I'm good there. So, after after Chrono Cross week, I can take my time with the games from then on. Yeah. Moving on. The games for next week. Uh, so, I will be playing Chrono Cross. <laughs> the sequel to Chrono Trigger, set 20 years after Chrono Trigger. And I'll be playing the new Ghostwire Tokyo game, which yeah. not really an RPG, but you can break the rules sometimes because I really want to talk about it. Yeah, if I can break the rules to play Lego Star Wars, you can break the rules to play <laughs> Ghostwire Tokyo. Rules are made to be broken. Exactly. But yeah, with that, I believe we are actually at the end now. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. Especially since this was a bit of a long episode. Um, if you'd like to get in contact with us, go ahead and send us an email at officialrpghangout at gmail.com. And if you would like to know when episodes go up, follow us on Twitter. The Leo Legionnaire Twitter or the RPG Hangout Twitter. Or uh, check out the Leo Legionnaire or RPG Hangout Instagrams uh, where they also get updates. 
Mrs. Yeah. All the links for uh, our social medias and everything are in the description and the show notes below. If you are interested in seeing me stream Chrono Cross, I will be streaming that, uh, well, after this goes up, this next week, uh, and hopefully making good progress on it. What about you, Nathan? Are you intending to stream some Ghostwire Tokyo? Uh, I mean, I might. I'm having a lot of fun just, like, going through it naturally and taking my time with it, so. I mean, that's fair. That's part of the reason why I'm not streaming Lego Star Wars. Yeah. Because, like, I was really, really excited. I mean, maybe, honestly, maybe eventually, like, playing a harder mode, streaming it, but. Oh, yeah. Because, by God. This game. <laughs> well, save it for next week. Anyway. We'll, we'll have plenty to talk about next week. Anywho. That's all, folks. Yeah, so thank you guys so much for joining us. We will see you guys next week. Goodbye. See you, see ya. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.